Welcome back to the Electrify podcast, brought to you by the creators of Electrify Expo, North America's largest EV festival coming to a major city near you. All right, listeners, welcome back to another episode. I am, of course, your host, Joe Boris, and I'm here today with Aiden McLean, the uh, CEO of UFO Drive. And as soon as I said it, I feel like I said that wrong. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, this, this is a common thing, Joe. So I, I'm Irish, uh, English mother tongue. I live in, in Luxembourg for over 10 years now, but Europeans pronounce you, ooh. So I've got native and I call it UFO drive. And it, you hear me saying UFO drive or UFO drive is the same thing. Fair enough. And that's so funny about Luxembourg. I, I, I rarely run into Luxembourgers. Um, my my mother actually worked for uh, Cargo Lux for many, many years, which oh, yeah. is a, wow. a, a, car, a cargo company out of Luxembourg that Ooh. nobody's ever heard of. So it, it's it's a fun connection there. Um, well, yeah. So, you know, you started this company and this is a very innovative company. It's uh, effectively car rentals, but the way that you did it, you started from the point of view, and I love this line from your early marketing days, you started from the point of view of no, you wanted no cues, no waiting, no hassles, no stress, and you wanted all of it to be with no emissions. And you did, you built all of this uh, app and software on uh, an EV kind of promotion platform. So what, what motivated that? I mean, how bad are the rental companies in Europe that you decided to start your own? There's they're as bad as the ones in the US. So oh, I, that can't be possible. I, oh, yes, it is. <laughs> and I've traveled everywhere. No disrespect to US listeners, but it's the same. So I, uh, yeah, I, I, UFO Drive commenced from my own personal frustration with renting cars. I'm sure many listeners have had the same frustration of standing in line, getting the paperwork, plus the insurance, not finding the car, you know, not, not the car you wanted, fuel surcharges and everything else, damage and a whole lot. And I had a, I had a couple of really bad experiences one after the other. Uh, in 2017 and early 2018, sorry, in early late 2016 early 2017, and I kind of freaked out actually in uh, in Vienna Airport in March 2017. I had the worst rental experience of them all. I won't say the brand, but to me they're all the same. And it was uh, you know it was over an hour from arriving at the desk before I drove over the airport. It was almost as long as the flight from getting from Luxembourg to Vienna. And I uh, you know it was a terrible experience, poor poor customer experience in every way. And I'm a technology guy by background really, really antiquated process for the twenty the 21st century. So I start looking into it and thinking, God, this can be better. And I wrote a kind of business case in anger, a seven-page business case of how I, Aidan McLean, want car rental to be. And you just said it there, Joe, I don't want any hassle. Okay, I want to arrive and I want to drive. And I want to do that within two minutes and preferably in a zero emissions, clean, cool electric car. And that's where the business case came from. Um, and I partnered with a great guy, Renault Marquet, a Belgian chap who's my co-founder, our co-founder, and we founded UFO Drive about, about six months after that experience in Vienna, launched our first location in, in January 2018 here in Luxembourg. And since then, we've grown to 23, 24 locations now across Europe and most recently in the United States. That's right. And that's how uh, I, I first came across you guys when you were in Europe. One of our, you know, our VP, Kyle Fields, actually kind of tried you guys out. He downloaded the app. He went through the process and I'm going to get a chance to do that now that you're in the US. Uh, coming up next month, we'll be in Austin for the Electrify Expo Industry Day. And uh, I'll be checking that out myself personally. So I'll let you know how that goes. But um, I'm really curious about this because the platform does seem to work. Everyone that I've talked to is, has just absolutely had rave reviews about your product and the way it works. And like, it, is this and you know maybe you don't want to give away this this kind of corporate planning or whatever, but 
is the plan to get everybody to become an UFO Drive customer, or is the plan to use your technology and use your platform and make the existing rental companies kind of come into the modern age using you know your your technology? Well, look, I, I'm confident now, having had, as you said, fantastic customer reviews. UFO Drive is now the highest rated car rental experience in the world. We're very, very proud of that because that's what we set out to fix. So we're scoring like four nine on Google versus the rental companies are way down in the ones and twos, uh, and, and, and all. Other... I think ones and twos is generous these days. Yeah, 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 and, and all the other platforms like Trustpilot and so on. It's the same thing. Um, so, so look, it, we wanted to change the car rental experience. We have done that. We're very proud of our rating, and we want to spread that to as many cities and countries as we possibly can. However, right for us to get millions of cars, which is what we would need, and to be all over the world, it would in my lifetime unlikely. Okay. However, what we can do is with our disruptive technology, we can get into all the major cities as quickly as possible. We'll be in 15 US cities by the end of the year. We're already in, in, in um, 10 major countries in, the, in Europe, and we're already looking at places like APAC in Australia and New Zealand as well. So we can get in all the major cities so people can try this experience, can try two minutes, arrive and drive, hassle-free electric car mm-hmm. rental uh, via the tech. The tech is what we're about. Okay, So the car is not really that important to us. Anybody can get a car and rent it, but the way we do it is completely different. And not just from the customer experience perspective, it's everything in the background that customers don't see, which is where the beauty and our secret sauce in the tech is. So really, Joe, what we tried to do from the beginning was build our tech that could be used by others. So we have no problem in allowing other mobility companies, car rental, car sharing, car whatever, to use our technology to transition to electric and give customers a great experience. And in fact, that's already happening. So we we launched our software as a service about a year and a half ago, a little bit more than a year and a half ago, but maybe 19 months ago. Um, we've already got 10 mobility companies now signed up and onboarding. And the biggest one of all is the one you, I'm sure you've read it in the news, uh, Hertz. So, you know, Hertz are transitioning hundreds of thousands. To, oh, yeah. Yeah, to electric, which is super news. I'm delighted with that. Helps all of us, better experience, better for the planet. And uh, they're, they're using our platform and going to deploy our platform to enable that to happen. So we're delighted with that. So um, that, that's really our mission. We'll continue to open UFO Drive locations across the world so people can experience the, the future of mobility, which is direct to car and electric within two minutes, and we'll help others on that path as well. I, that's wonderful stuff. So I, I have to imagine, and again, being an American, I'm always like charmed by foreign accents, right? Especially <laughs> Irish and English. It's like something that's ingrained in us, I think, in the public school system. We just, you know, ignore the soccer hooligans. Everything they say sounds posh. So <laughs> uh, your storytelling is already coming across really great. And I, I just love everything that you've said so far. I, I want to ask is, you know, we, we talk about this in terms of EV and there seems to be a lot of technology capability that is built and baked into the EVs that doesn't seem to be possible with internal combustion, things yeah. like digital keys, things like, you know, remote security, charging, things like that. It, is this kind of technology something that could be applied to internal combustion or it, it's just not there for, for all the many reasons that like autonomous driving isn't there in a 12 volt yeah. system. It can't power the tech. Look, it's a completely different experience driving an ICE car versus an electric car. You're talking yes. to somebody who drove, I, I drove for years, heavy SUVs. I love them. It was great, you know, big, big diesel cars in Europe. And my, my eyes were opened when I drove my first Tesla. UFO Drive isn't all just about Tesla, by the way, lots of different brands. But we started with Tesla because the only things available. When I got into my first test and test drove it about six years ago in Luxembourg, and Tesla Model S, Honestly, it was like get, it was like I got back into a big BMW X5. It was like getting back on a horse, having left a spaceship. It's not, <laughs> it's not the same. It's not the same. It's completely right. experience. Not even just the, all the various features. I mean, to answer your questions, you probably could retro retro engineer 
a lot of the cool tech you get in electric cars back into ice cars. But my answer would be, why would you? Okay, this yeah. this technology which is on the way out, no matter which way you look yeah. at it. It'd be yeah. like mounting an iPad on the saddle of a horse. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, remote control horse. But but <laughs> this electric revolution, as I like to call it, is um it's accelerating at a pace. Uh, probably a few years ahead of the states in Europe and countries like the Netherlands and Belgium and uh, Western uh, Western Germany, where where we see that the uptake of electric cars, yeah, probably two to three years ahead of the US, and particularly in sure. terms of um, electric infrastructure. You know, countries like the Netherlands completely completely serviced now by electric charging infrastructure and so on. It's it's a no brainer. Every third or fourth car you see in the road now is electric, and everybody I speak to only plans to buy an electric car. So it's happened. It's going to happen. Yeah, that's that's catching up rapidly in the US and typical with everything in America. Come a little bit late to the party, but then overtake everybody else, no doubt. <laughs> so I can see that happening right now. The massive infrastructure investment taking place in the states and charging all the major manufacturers like GM and so on declaring electric future. So this is happening. The tech is better. The experience is better. And trust me on this. I was very worried by doing long journeys in my first, my first few weeks in an electric car. But you get over it very, very quickly once you do a tiny bit of pre-planning on the long journeys, which only 10% of your journeys anyway, because nine out of 10 times you're only doing 40, 50 kilometers a day. And it works and it's a better experience and it's better for the planet. So you said the word kilometers for the American listeners. How much is that in hamburgers? Sorry, (laughs) uh, 1.6 kilometers for every American mile. Sorry oh, that. so that's fractions. We're bad at that too. Sorry, sorry about that. Oh yeah, sorry. <laughs> so what? It's a one and three quarters. <laughs> yeah, we'll edit. Yeah, we'll edit. We'll edit all that out. Don't worry about it. <laughs> We're not going to edit anything. This yeah. is great stuff. Um, well, so listen. You know, I, that's a really interesting point, and I think that you know when when we talk about things like range anxiety, my co-host on the uh, Electrify News Show, Electrify Expo podcast, is a guy named Matt Teske. He's the founder of Chargeway and his whole app, his whole deal is range confidence, right? Like we will, you know, you put in your route and it will tell you which, you know, based on the vehicle, based on the temperature, based on the elevation and live Google traffic, it will tell you where you want to stop to minimize your charging time along the way. Um and I think that there's a lot of other apps that are kind of starting to catch up with that where they show the different charging stations and things like that. I, I have to imagine that if I'm flying into Chicago or New York or LA or Austin and I'm picking up a rental car, I'm not driving 500 miles away from the airport. So how critical is that communication of how to charge, where to charge to a rental customer that might only put 50 or hundred miles on the car over the yeah. course of a weekend? Yeah, they actually do a little bit more than that, actually. Uh, and we've had, we have had some, I would call them mega long journeys, surprising journeys. In the first few months when we opened Ufa Drive, we had people doing, I'll speak in miles, doing 600 you know, miles over a weekend, no problem, you know. Uh, 600. Oh, wow. Uh, yeah, I was really surprised. We had people driving from Luxembourg down to down to Lisbon and Portugal in, in one weekend. It's, that's a 1,500-mile that's a drive, you know. So um, j- just on range anxiety, we this was an obsession with us at the very beginning of the company. We were conscious that in 2017, 2018, we're pushing an only electric fleet when electric was still relatively new. Okay. It's become mm-hmm. much more mainstream now in the last couple of years. And we wanted to make sure that range anxiety is something the customers did not have to worry about at all. So we put a lot of time into the tech. Yes, there are lots of apps that help you navigate the world of charging, but some apps don't connect to all networks. Some apps don't connect to networks where you have live availability data from the charger. Some dark chargers are dumb. They're installed five or six years ago, no co- connectivity. So what we did was we built connectivity in Europe and now in the US 
to about 200,000 chargers on our network. We only connect to chargers which are live, which we can see the current status of, which we know are occupied, are working, and most important of all, you can pay directly, which UFOdrive pays for, by the way, with the UFOdrive app, because we didn't want somebody arriving at a charger that couldn't use their credit card or they didn't have a, they haven't registered for that particular charging brand, whether it's Tesla or Ionity or any of the, any of the makes that defy America, wherever it is. So we tried to take all the range anxiety away from the customer. That's the secret sauce of our tech, our app, gives real-time updates to the customer to say, look, you're down to 50% battery or 30% battery. We recommend you charge here. And by the way, when you get there, it's working and available and you pay for it automatically with the app. So no hassle. And I'm very proud to say we've done 20 million, oh, sorry, 20 million kilometers, what is that? But 12 million miles. <laughs> but, 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 yeah, we've done, about, we've done about 12 million miles in uh, across Europe and we're all rapidly gaining miles in the US now since we launched. Um, and we've never had a range and charging issue with a customer because we, we preempt all that with the tech. So that's getting better and better as networks improve. So our, our tech brings that I always draw a triangle in my head. It brings the charger, the car, and then the driver together. That's what we do. Uh, and I think that range anxiety is one of the biggest overblown things in, in electric cars anyway. Because 100%. Nine out of 10 times people are driving less than 30, 40 miles a day um, in any event. And for those rare long journeys, it takes a tiny bit of planning. Yeah. Well, but you know, it, it, it always shocks me. You know, we talk about why America is two or three years behind Europe in terms of EV adoption and emissions. And we always talk about this idea of the low percentage use case. Yeah. And I think in, in most parts of the world, if you said, look, 99.99% of the time, this is going to do the job for you. And for that 0.1%, you can deal with it in that day. You can rent a vehicle, do something else. And I think Americans are wired backwards in in many ways by the culture, right? Like, you know, we would look at it as well, you know, once every three years, we drive 1100 miles to grandma's house. So we need a vehicle that has 1100 miles of range, you know, just for that that one trip. Equally, unless you can hold it, you're going to be taking rest breaks along the way, you know, on a journey that size. Oh, sure. But you're talking to a country that, you know, where you have regular everyday average people stockpiling assault rifles in case (laughs) the Russians invade. Right. Because we all watched Red Dawn in 1985 and were, you know, formed by it. Yeah. Well, well, I, th- I think, again, uh, you know, range anxiety was a huge thing at the turn of the last century with uh, petrol and petrol cars, with gas cars, because oh, yeah. pe- people were limited. There wasn't a big you know, gas station network. Within 20 years, there was a massive gas station network all across the U.S. developed. That's happening right now. It's happening right now with, with electric chargers. There are more charge points in the U.S. now than there are gas pumps. Okay. Most people oh, yeah. A hundred percent. And, you know, so, I feel like we lived through this. You and I lived through this already. We're, we're fairly close in age. When gasoline went from leaded to unleaded, yeah. there was, a, at least in the U.S., there were gas pumps that said leaded and unleaded. And you had, if you had an older car, you had to hunt down the leaded gas at, at one point. Know, and then yeah. They finally outlawed it. So we've seen this before and we've seen the panics before and it all kind of fades away. And then, and then we forget it was ever a problem and our kids you know, freak out about the next thing. My fusion car, where am I going to get hydrogen to power the fusion reactor? Yeah. It, it's just going to, it's going to go on and on. I did, I did, so, no, I did my longest drive ever, single drive in one day in an electric car a week after I got my first electric car. I took the chance. I drove from Luxembourg to the middle of Slovakia for, I won't go into the reasons why now, but that's, I don't know what the math is, but it's about 800 miles yeah. in one day. And it worked. I'd stopped four times to supercharge a car. But I have to stop four times anyway to have a rest and to charge yeah. and have a break and so on. Yeah. Oh, we did. We did uh, L.A. to Portland to Chicago last summer and wow. live tweeted it. And it was wow. the longest stop we did, I think, was 42 minutes. 
Yeah. And, uh, and you know, we we're watching Netflix and eating, exactly. uh, eating Whataburger and it was great, <laughs> but it's definitely there. You know, um, in all of this, we talked a little bit about what got you started with UFO, UFO drive and trying, trying very hard, uh, and kind of the motivation and obviously the success that it's having and the expansion that it's going into these new markets. One thing that we didn't address, which I was kind of hoping would come out early on was how did you come up with the name? UFO drive. Cause like, I don't normally think of like wanting, not that I know why I would want to hop into a Hertz, but I, I certainly don't think of hopping into a UFO. Right. So well, I'm going to credit us my, about that. I'm going to credit my partner, Gabriella for that. What happened was I wrote this business case in anger after that terrible rental experience in Vienna. I wrote this seven page paper and I said, that's it. I'm going to quit my com- comfortable corporate life. And I'm going to start a car rent company. What do you know about car rental? Nothing, but I'm going to do it anyway. That's my, that's what I said. And I said, when she said to me, what do you want to call the company? I said, don't know. Electric rent, fast rent, super fast rent, best rent ever. I don't know. And she said, what's the main proposition? I said, it's going to be an out of this world experience. That's what I said to her. That's oh, I love it. I want, she said, and she said to me, like an UFO and me being English mother tongue, like Americans, I said, uh, you mean UFO? I said, UFO. So that's funny. Okay. I'll write down UFO drive and we'll change the name and we get a proper name later for the company. <laughs> and we never did. That's what happened. Good. Yeah. I love it. I I think it, I think the whole thing is great. I I really hope you guys have like little UFO UFO squishies as uh, marketing materials. Giveaways yeah, that's perfect. Yeah. I, I love all of it. So when are you going to expand into Roswell? That's a very good one, actually. I never even thought of that. I mean, <laughs> just from a marketing point of view, you want, yeah. from a PR well, perspective, I'll send you an invoice. Don't worry. But from a well, marketing we're, perspective. We're, one of our guys, are, I just had a call with him a few minutes ago. One of our guys are in Vegas right now scouting scouting locations. Not too far from there. But we, yeah. Uh, yeah. So, yeah, that's a good one. That's an idea. <laughs> I mean, you only need to put one or two cars there yeah. just for the just for the marketing value. Yeah, that's a great just, one. Actually. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Yeah, you got to do that for sure. Well, listen, you know, uh, I, I know we're, we're coming up a little bit. I know we have more time planned. I, I was hoping to, uh, you know, ask some more questions about where you're expanding to, uh, yeah. how people who are listening here, how they can follow along with UFO Drive and kind of find out if you're in their market. And yeah. ultimately, how do they go about downloading the app? Because once you have the app, it'll tell you all that information, right? Absolutely. So ufodrive.com, ufodrive.com, as simple as that. Download the app. Uh, we are currently in San Francisco, just off Union Square and Shutter Street. We launched three weeks ago. I was in Austin myself, one of my favorite parts of the world, by the way. Austin has a long history there. So we opened in Austin on uh, on uh, 5th and San Antonio back in three weeks ago. And we're going to be opening before Christmas in Chicago, Boston, New York, and if we make it, possibly Washington, D.C. as well. So those locations will be available. UFOdrive.com. You download the app. Takes you a couple of minutes to register if you're a first-time user, and then it's a two-minute arrive and drive to book your car, and that's it. Open the open the car with the app. Uh, everything's included in very self-explanatory instructions. Keep it very simple, and that's it. Your phone is everything. Your phone is your key. Your phone is your insurance document. Your phone is your contract, and that's it. That sounds wonderful. I mean, it it, it almost sounds too easy, right? Like, why would we make it get so hard for so long? All right. Well, you know, I, I feel like we've covered all of my questions. You know, you, you've got the floor here. You've been gracious enough to give us your time. You know, uh, as, as people are listening here, what what kind of message do you want to say? You know, is there anything that, you know, you're leaving this podcast, you're turning it off, you're going, oh, that was a lovely chat with a nice Irish business guy. You know, what do you want people to hear more than anything else? Uh, you know, take it away. 
you're talking to a skeptic here. When I first started looking at electric cars six or seven years ago, I was a skeptic. Okay, so I had my my diesel car my my for years. Um, I make that shift like pulling the bandaid off fast to electric, and I would never look back. It absolutely works. It's absolutely a better experience. Uh, you know, and I got so into this that I would meet so many people from investors to customers who would be doubtful, who would have all these different kind of views. Well, I've heard this of electric cars, you can't charge and the range isn't working, and all these kind of things. Right, so I got so into this, Joe, I actually wrote a book on it. It's called Electric Revolution. I, I couldn't help myself. I wrote a book to try and help people. You can't see it, but that's it. And oh, cool. uh, if you're interested to know more all about the myths and truths about electric cars, I put it in there. Uh, and it's it's from a balanced perspective, not just, you know, all, you know, it's all perfect or not perfect. There are, there are some right, issues. Right. So that, that's one thing. The second thing I'd say is that, look, if you want to try UFOdrive, please do UFOdrive.com. We would love to get feedback. We're small, relatively still small startup trying to get a, get a gaining in the U.S., and we need feedback and customer reviews. We we build our we build our business by what customers have told us, and we constantly evolve the business to make it better based on customer feedback. That sounds awesome. So I'm checking out the book here. It is actually on Amazon. Yeah. Electric Revolution: The EV in the Revolution is in, in green. I think that's cute. Uh, and yeah, it looks like uh, March 23, 2022. So it should be pretty uh, pretty up to date. And uh, yeah. you certainly seem to be a, a guy who's knowledgeable. So. Uh, Buy now and I'll check that out. And uh, maybe we'll talk about the book in a couple of weeks. Fantastic. All right. And thank you so Super. much. Thanks for listening. Thanks so much, Be Joe. sure to subscribe, Spotify, Apple Podcasts. Uh, I think these are on YouTube now. So, you know, make sure you follow along and uh, check out UFO Drive. I think you're going to enjoy it. Thanks. Fantastic. Thank you, Joe. Take care. Thanks for listening to the Electrify Podcast, brought to you by the creators of Electrify Expo. Be sure to catch full video episodes on YouTube at Electrify TV and follow along on social media for daily clips and more.